0: We're, we're live here. This is uh, this is Zenith, and um, it's another episode of the podcast of The Spiritual. I'm here with the delightful Judith Costa, and she's going to give us a masterclass on unconditional love, um, the nature of love, self-love, and we're going to talk about the Akashic Records. Judith is a obviously a Akashic Records coach. She gives readings based on the Akashic Record. She's an unconditional love and light and life coach. And she does dream interpretations, she does past life regressions, and I know she does some workshops, and she offers coaching and teaching for for anyone who's interested in this. Judith, a very, very warm welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so pleased, so glad to be here with you and to share this time.
0: Absolutely. Well, just for anyone tuning in, because we're live here on YouTube, we... Um, thankfully I, I said it for an hour later um well I, not thankfully we were had a bit of a, a kind of mix up there where we were on different kind of timelines um, so thankfully um, Judith has, has, has agreed to 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 join me here otherwise it would have been off for the day so I just want to thank you for that Judith you've been very kind and very um, understanding
1: no problem I felt it had to happen today then. Finally we connected. That's important.
0: Yeah. Here we are. Yes, we are. We absolutely are. In the present. It, yeah, I know in the present, living living presently, living in the present. I guess this is part of being um uh, someone who who seeks to to sure and to understand unconditional love. Because part of unconditional love requires patience with with other people.
1: Yeah, you, you learn through practicing with you uh this idea of unconditional love uh sometimes feel a little bit too much for people but is uh forgiving yourself when you make mistakes then you are able to forgive others when it the same happens and not judging yourself for what uh, you think uh it's a mistake and then you become more compassionate and understanding and kind with others then it's just uh Again, practice with yourself first and, and take life as it comes. Uh, we all have expectations and schedules and, and things that don't go the way we want, but it's part of life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before we get before we really get down and understanding and explaining what unconditional love is, and um, I guess um, everybody starts somewhere. I've started somewhere, you've started somewhere. How did this happen for you? How did this idea of understanding and trying to bring unconditional love into your life and into your practices, how did it happen for you? I know it had happened for me, but I've kind of explained that to my listeners how it did happen for me. So um, we'd love to hear from you and how you got this into your journey.
1: Uh, I had to, <laughs> I didn't have any other option. My life was not uh, working at all. and. I don't think that we go through life thinking, oh, I have a problem because I don't love myself. It's, we just see the, the consequences of, of this lack of love, how we betray ourselves, how we easily deny love for ourselves, and, and then uh, we suffer. We go through life being so hard on ourselves. We think that in order to achieve things, we have to try harder. We put our health in risk, and this is what I did. Exactly that. And then I didn't have any other option that to start looking for answers and to start knowing myself a little bit better. And uh, really, I didn't know uh, at that time that one day I will be having this conversation with you at all. I mean, if someone will say that, I will say, no, I mean, just that's crazy. I always had the interest in psychology. And even though it's not what I studied at university, I was tempted to. But I, I never liked the, this, this conductual psychology idea, no? I thought that there was something behind, and I love more the field of positive psychology. We are not that. But, but again, I had to find solutions in my life. Uh, why I was so sad, and why I had problems with my thyroid. Why I was not able to to find my voice, and to, to find the life, and to create the life I really wanted to, to, to have. And when I moved to the U.S. Uh, finally to become a coach, uh, I, I studied other things in Spain. Then I was already in the process of change and realizing many things about my life. I started helping people uh, to find true love, how to find their soulmates. Mm-hmm. And one of the characteristics of soulmates is that they have a bond of unconditional love. I will be there for you no matter what at the soul level, there are agreements that we establish where we find uh, certain beings, certain people in our lives in order to accomplish uh, lessons or experiences, not just to be together and get married. It's not the romantic idea that many people have. But uh, that was my first approach to unconditional love. Like Soulmates are eternal companions. they They have been together in past lives. They will be together in future lifetimes and they can be together in this incarnation and as uh, very very soon I realized that the most important reason I will say why people couldn't find love is because they they don't love themselves then you cannot really be with someone else at this level if if you really don't have any idea on how to put yourself first, how to really be kind, compassionate, to honor yourself, to understand who who, who you are, Like right? That you have to become a priority, then you can establish a different kind of relationship. And people ask me like, but do I have to be perfect in terms of self-love? And not at all. You will learn through the relationship, but then is when I move to this world of self-love and unconditional love for yourself, because what we learn it's just the opposite this idea of we exchange love from from very early age we we start thinking that in order to be loved we have to be in a certain way we have to behave differently from where we are because we may feel that we are not accepted as we are or someone tells us that only if you are this way i will love you and we we kind of put all these uh, messages inside from zero for seven, eight years, we we cannot filter anything. And all of this message become the truth. In order to be loved, you have to do certain things. Love is not a free exchange of energy. It's not, I will love you. We learn this, this, I only want to be there for you if uh, you really are the way I like you. And if not, I will abandon you. And we all want to be loved. This is the most important thing. We all want Not to be with someone that wants to fix us or change us or tell us what to do. We want to just be authentically ourselves and be loved as we are.
0: Beautiful, beautiful explanation. You've given me about seven different avenues that I I want to explore with you. So um, I guess I'll just kind of start with, with something that came into my mind. I think, as you say, along the lines of, you know, we're kind of born perfect. And as children, we... We don't know anything other than to express a kind of rudimentary love or a love for those who we look up to, parents. It's kind of move away from that idea of love the older that we get. And I wonder what your thoughts are on how much of that is societal influences upon us, how much of that is is um, unrealistic expectations put on us, about you know, or, or through media, through social media. Through our peers and through movies and, and things like that, there are, we, we feel very constrained and stuff like that. And we have this kind of unrealistic expectation and outlook on, on love. And as you say, it, it's, it comes with even when we're offering our love, or when we how, how often we hear about people picking partners. Well, they have to be this they have to or they have to be nice looking for a start and then they have to have a good intellect and they have to have this so we we put constraints on our loves so is not the opposite of unconditional love to to have conditions
1: on our yeah. love yeah we uh, we have never heard this word of unconditional love like love without conditions what does it mean it doesn't exist Is is really and um, if you look at a baby, uh, a baby or a one, two-year-old, is not comparing with another baby in the street and saying, "Oh, I'm I'm better than you, and I'm I'm uh, nicer, and my parents love me," because they are born with this divine essence where they feel the center of their world. They know what love is, but really, like they they embody it. For us, when we keep growing, all of these messages that I mentioned that we receive, like from the teacher, from your, but I don't like you because you are a very bad boy, you know, uh, in the school, unless you are a good uh, girl, you are not going to do anything. And we understand very early, but not only the messages, the situations that we see, we have many influences that you, as you said, no, the music that we hear, the environment where we grow up the priest saying certain things about love or in the synagogue, it doesn't matter. Like there are many things that go uh, towards us that we absorbed and this is all stored in the unconscious. Then maybe we have never realized that all of these messages are still in this programming. We have a program installed at a certain age and unless we go there and really take a look of what are the ideas, what are the belief systems, what what are the things that hurt us, the boots that we have in terms of love and kind of reframe all these situations, they are still present. Then you may be having the love life that you had when you were seven years old and you were so afraid that your parents are gonna get divorced and that you love them so much and what is gonna happen with you? and you're afraid of losing love or fear of abandonment is just one big group of all these fears, fear of not uh, fit. Then we have many things because since, since the beginning, humans, we are social animals. And now we live in society and we are independent. But when we are starving hunters, we knew that in order to eat, we had to be part of a community. We need to be accepted because on our own, we couldn't survive. Then. Since that moment, like this part of the brain that, that, that knows that until social media, many things have happened, but we still have this need for acceptance, for appreciation, for validation. And we have never discovered that it has to start with you. Like you are the one that has to appreciate yourself. You are the one that has to know that you are worthy no matter what, for no reason. Because you exist, you are worthy. You have a value. Just the fact that you are alive is a miracle. Mm -hmm. You're perfect, not because you're perfect as a human, it's because your divine essence is part of who you are. You are a human and you are divine at the same time. Then the perfect pattern that you have as a divine is part of who you are. Then we focus on accomplishments. That's great. But we should focus on just the being. The beingness of who we are is good enough. And and we are our worst enemy most of the time. We go through life really judging ourselves for everything that is happening. Not only the way we look. That will be easier. How we perform. what, Why we are not where we want to be. What we have said. What we have not said. What we want. What should we achieve that we don't have, what is happening in our lives, what is not happening, what is happening in the life of others that is not happening in ours, then it's a constant rather for looking of what's not right in my life. We are in constant judgment. And how easy will be if we start building this unconditional appreciation for who I am, then there is room for improvement. I'm not saying that we are all perfect here. But just a sense of you are okay. Relax. Take take a deep breath and say, "I am okay."
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's. that's sorry, I just get wrapped up listening to you there because you, your explanations of, of unconditional love and love are just uh, are just amazing, really. And mine can kind of appeal and and uh, significance because you express yourself so well. I'm wondering about. Um, as we've developed technology, technologically, have we become more divorced from each other and the expression of love? So many people nowadays do not engage with each other. Um, their faces are stuck into their phones and tablets when you, I don't know, ride ride public transport or on a bus or a train. People, you know, thing, it's not about even so much about coming together in love, but just this kind of, not even interacting with each other which is kind of the basis or a very basic um human human sort of thing to do and from there we can kind of grow enough so i'm just kind of wondering what your thoughts on that there you know obviously nothing is irreparable you know the lessons are all there but we have lost this idea of interacting and and just being with each other in each other's company we're, we're all kind of solitary and it kind of leads to people looking for love on, on different avenues. I think that influencers potentially are, are people who are craving love but are looking for it in the wrong, wrong avenues and the wrong directions. They crave attention, they crave people you know commenting and stuff like that, rather than you know, trying to, to actually find out what it is that they're actually after.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna enter in this conversation if you allow me so much because my philosophy on, of life is adding more of what I want. Then let's add more love that is necessary. Let's add let's add more harmony, more joy, and this is what I try to do. Not only not only with my job. I mean, and, and the kind of things. It's not a job. It's a passion. But also in my personal life, uh, if you want to transform the world, start by transforming yourself. Become uh, this uh, wonderful quote that it's not become the change you want to see in the world. Then become the love that you are craving. Become the the peace that you want to see in Ukraine. Become the embody that uh, qualities and raise the vibration, the consciousness, bring that into the world instead of looking at what's not working. Then I think that technology now have changed our lives. And it's great that we are being able to, you and me, having this conversation and then broadcasting it to the rest of the world. And I have, technology in itself is neutral; It can be used for the best or for not so good. It doesn't matter, it's, it's, it's up to us. Again, it offers multiple possibilities. What I don't like so much is when it just it's a war on itself. it disconnects you from others because how are you gonna exchange the love? And when I go for a walk i I give smiles. then you will see that if if you smile to people, you can transform the day of someone that might be upset or thinking in the problems, but it usually provokes a reaction in the person, usually the person, smiles back, sometimes people wave, uh, then it's, it's just a little act of love, very, very little, something so small. But if we can do all of us that, imagine the world will be smiling. You just smile to five people today and you transform the world if we all do that. Then it's very important to focus on that things, then you can do this through the screen, or in the elevator. But if you enter in the elevator of your condominium and you are attached to your screen, you miss an opportunity to share your love, to give a smile. Then again, everything is good or bad depending on the the measure, no? With moderation, everything is okay. (laughs) One coffee is perfect, no? Like 25 coffees, maybe you will have problems. (laughs) Then I think that technology is the same. We have created a world that people live towards outside more than towards inside. but what I what I teach and what I share with people is it doesn't matter what's happening in the life of others. like you have enough in your own world to take care of. take responsibility for your life instead of just looking outside, not turn the lights towards you and and you will see what is happening inside of your or of your world. And this is the way you can be happier just by taking care of yourself better, loving yourself in a different way knowing who you are because you cannot love something that you don't know what it is. And and just by little baby steps, you will arrive there. But uh, we are we are free, we are created with free will. Then again, I'm not here to criticize whatever, live the, live the way you want. Just uh, know that we are all affected by the energy that you bring to the table. Then the more we all agree in creating a better world, the easier it will be for all of us. And if not, you just do whatever you can and try to be more loving and happier if you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One thing you mentioned there, and and I listened to you talk about this in a previous interview, this idea of interacting with a stranger and just sending them a little bit of love because that's actually a practice that I've been integrating into my life. Sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't, but just this idea of when you're talking to a stranger and you let maybe not a stranger, it could be a work colleague, it could be a relative be a, or just a friend. and When they're talking, consciously send them a little bit of love. Just try to project a bit of love on it. And you mentioned they're not aware of this, but you're just simply sending a little bit of love. And just as you said there, you know, you're changing the world even by that small act alone.
1: Just listening to someone. There are people that pay professional just to be listened, to be acknowledged, to be appreciated, that someone knows what I'm going through. Just sitting in front of someone and not listening to answer, just listening deeply, opening your heart and holding a space for the other person. Whatever it is, sharing something great or or something that it's going through, that's an act of love. We don't have to go to the other corner of the world to save people. We have people around us that that need our attention.
0: Yeah. Could you give us a, because sometimes whenever I'm speaking about love and this idea of of trying to love everyone, um, because you're recognizing that we are divine inside, we may look different. We may sound different. um, We may dress differently whatever but ultimately inside we're 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 divine beings we all come from the same source we're all unique and we're all beautiful um inside and outside and so in that way we're all connected and so in that way i can say that i love everyone but sometimes that kind of flurs things up or people misunderstand that well what do you mean you, you love everyone does that mean that you love me less or you know you love someone else it's this idea of personal love, um, as opposed to or separate from um, from 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 oneness or a love of everyone. Mm-hmm. Could you perhaps explain the difference between you know those two different types of love, love for a husband or a wife, as in love and love for for everyone?
1: Yeah, uh, again, it's the misunderstanding of the word love. Everybody talks about love, and nobody knows what it is. And uh... The important is to understand that love is abundant. Love is there for you everywhere. It never fails. It is available whenever you want. Then the fact that you can love your children, you can love your cat, and you can love your parents, and you can love your partner, and you have a space for all of them in your heart. It's not that you love someone more than others. You may or may not. You may. It's just a different kind of love but you have a space to love all you want. The love is universal at that level. But what happens that there is a difference that people establish like love wants. I love people I love. That my siblings, my family, and the rest is the world. Yeah, we have to love everyone because we have to be good people. Now I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that love Is a daily decision you can love someone in spite of who the person is with the mistakes with the flows with whatever did to you doesn't matter because you love because you want because you choose it's your energy of love that goes there love is energy is vibration we are vibration it's just that we look in a form but we are just energy then love is an energy that can be directed then when you start thinking that you can love everyone or everything that exists, your world really transforms because you are not just attached to love those you want. You may take care of those that are around you because this incarnation, you have decided to share the life with them. Then if they're your children, you are the parent, then you are there to take care of, of these little ones that came through you. But a part of that, you can love every tree every building, uh, every book, everything you want. And people don't know that, they have never tried. And it's just an experience. Then is when you become one with everything that exists, then you understand that everything is energy and we are all connected, interbeing. I'm not a being isolated here, I'm an interbeing. I mean, interdependence with everything that exists. But we are so fixed, so focused on the form, on what we see and can touch, that we forget the other part. Then something that I have been doing for a lot, a lot of years now is when I'm with someone, I'm looking at here, I'm looking at you as a soul. I'm not looking at you as a man, as a woman, as you are 23 or 53, Uh, if you were born in Colombia, or in the United States, I don't really care. I'm looking at you as you, the part of you that doesn't change, the part of you that it's authentic. And I really want to know you, not your circumstances in this lifetime. Okay, great. I mean, we both speak Spanish. That's wonderful, let's let's switch to Spanish and that we have something in common. Yeah, let's establish a conversation and see what connects us. But when you go further than what the other person is showing you. And you are able to see the being, the love that is behind, not how the person is acting. We all make like have experiences and make what so-called mistakes, but they're not mistakes. They are just the decisions that we make with the information that we have at that moment, (laughs) with the level of consciousness that we have available at that moment. But when you go beyond that, you can connect with everything that exists you are more your divine essence if you want but you are totally here present in flesh knowing that you have decided to come here and to be in this human experience and and that you have so many things to be grateful for being alive the capability to 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 feel and 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 to enjoy food and to have a glass of wine and to uh, have Make love with someone and all of these things that energetically we have other, other perks, let's say. It's a different uh, way of existing. But again, we are human and we are here. And this also needs to be celebrated. Then I'm not saying just go to the divine essence. It's not, not. Embody it and be the best version of your human being that you can be. Be you. Just you, authentically you, with everything that you have to offer to the world.
0: Wow, wow, that is a fantastic answer. Thank you so much for that. Um, I guess it's, it's easy for us, or certainly it is easy when 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 you just or when you just project love on to, to the ones you love, or just to to people that you don't know. The harder part that I find, and sometimes I've struggled with it. Although I, I kind of know the answers is when you encounter someone who's hostile to you, someone who hurts you mentally or emotionally, and how to see beyond that hurt and see beyond that shell of that person that's facing you now and realize that they're truly divine too. You know How, how do you manage that or how, what advice would you give around that?
1: Yeah, relationships are not perfect and that, that, that's okay. Uh, and that's the way we learn how to love and how to be loved. And everyone that interacts with you will bring you something into your life. It might be like you are the student or you are the teacher at that moment. And there are people that might be uh, kind of abusing you. And at the same time, giving you an opportunity to learn how to set up boundaries. Setting up boundaries is a very, very important uh, thing that you have to need in order to be a better person lover uh to love properly and to not to abandon yourself because we we understand boundaries for example as rejection no saying not to others like protecting me and that's not a boundary a boundary is a kind of understanding where is our relationship going when we don't have boundaries people jump on our fence and then sit there and then they don't leave and then we say oh yeah you are you are bad and and and, and we complain about this person and we criticize but know that you are not powerless. You have a choice. You always have a choice, even when it seems like everything is broken. And and if I make this decision, like what is going to happen with me? Love is the choice, and loving yourself is the first choice. And acting on that is the important thing to continue living at a level that allows you to solve the problems that you are facing in relationships. Then, I I'm saying that because I'm the one that stays in relationship more than I need, that lives when it's late already. I knew things were not working the way it supposed. That thought that love was just to stay, work in the relationship, make it better. There has to be a solution. Yeah, love always finds a way. And sometimes it finds a way to say, I love you so much, but I love you more. I love myself more, sorry. And I, I'm going to leave, but I will continue loving you. I'm not living because I stop loving you. It's because there is something here that between the two of us is not working. Sometimes we don't have this option because it's not a romantic relationship. Maybe it's our boss, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's someone very close that, that we have to be there in this relationship. Then we have to learn how to love in a spite, but we have to learn what love is exactly. What implies and what doesn't. For a lot of people, that I work with, love is sacrifice. And I have many clients that are in the same field as me, that they want to serve others, they want to help others. And because of many lifetimes, maybe doing the same thing, we tend to sacrifice for others. When it's sacrifice, it stops being love. Love is something that I have, you have, and then we share. Not that I give you all mine, you don't give me any or a little, and then i am depleted and i continue giving you and then i'm hurting myself but i continue giving you that's all love it doesn't work there is an imbalance then that's what happens when we are with people that seems not to love ourselves that seem to make our life difficult that we all have buttons that people go and push and when they do that, we are triggered and react, like afraid of losing love, afraid of having to sacrifice again, afraid of not feeding, not, not being able to be. Fear comes with many faces in relationships, but it's fear. At the end, it's fear of not being loved. Yeah. Then it's when you put yourself first, uh, and you make a choice, a commitment with yourself not to do that, we underst- I understand at least that I'm not gonna give you my peace of mind and my balance for something at all. And yesterday I was practic- practicing that. I mean, I was meeting with someone and we agree on a time. Then the person said, no, it's gonna be half an hour later. Then I did something to like cover this time. And then when I was there on time, then it was half an hour more waiting i had many things to do and i had all the right to get angry but who was suffering me yeah upset me then i have to learn how to be aware that this can happen next time and make a different plan with this person but i'm human too then i got upset yes but i realized that and i put the measures to release to let go to forgive but not the other person to forgive myself For making my life more difficult, because on top of having to wait, then I have to wait upset or sad or angry. And all of this goes into my inner system. There are chemicals released when these things happen. Then how can I do immediately with my my awareness something to shift this state? And to move to, okay, this demonstrates the way he is. And yeah, I couldn't be doing things that I had to do this morning and it didn't happen. But it's okay, that's reality, it's okay. That more minutes of my happiness, I want to lose by being upset. It's something that really depends on me. Then you learn how to shift faster and faster. You feel your feelings. I knew I was upset and angry, I knew. I'm not going to deny it. But I knew I didn't want to continue being in that state. Then I take responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. I can respond differently. And even though this person didn't act in the best way possible, I knew what I had to do to save myself from that situation. You see, then everything depends on me, not on the other person. Then what we tend to do? No, you, you you were late, you made this happen, you, then why we don't just turn and say, what can I do for me?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I I think um, I'm sure you would agree with me that as hard as it is, the correct response to, to every situation is love, especially fear, especially when we have fear something that I've learned in my life and something that I'm trying to um, develop even more is to respond with uh, to a fearful situation with even more love because, I don't know, I guess, well, what have you got to lose, really, in that situation? You know, are you going to remain fearful of the situation or the event? Are you going to rise above it? Are you going to climb above it and, and express even more love in that situation? And Generally, you'll find your circumstances change. And I think you're you're right. I think people think that you know this kind of uh, understanding of unconditional love means that you'll constantly be walking around in a state of pure bliss and and never have anything upset. You're right, it doesn't work like that. You know, as much as we recognize that, you're you're completely right. We're human too, we have human reactions and human feelings, but it's it's the understanding. That we are human and it's it's going okay. Well, why did I allow myself to react to that situation? The fault did not lie with that other person. In a way, the fault, if you want to call it a fault, was me allowing myself to react in a in a in a situation like that.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's an important thing. The difference between responding and reacting. You no, know? we tend to react, but nobody maybe have explained you that you can just pause take a breath, see what is happening inside of yourself and then decide if you want to react this way or if you want to give a different response. Then something is happening in your brain when you do this because from this pattern, from this program that runs in your computer, what you are doing is an update. There is something else. No, 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 I'm angry, but I'm not gonna scream as I usually do. I'm going to remain calm and find the right way to explain what I want to explain with loving words, but very sure in a in a in a very good way. Like I'm going to be able to express myself and my needs, but I'm not going to lose my temper at the same time. And you are telling your neurons like the brain is repatterning Mm -hmm. into new circuits. And you are building something new that the next time is going to be less important for you screaming because you say, ah, no, I have decided, I have committed to not to scream anymore and express my anger in a different way. And what I'm going to do is just to choose the words that I want. And the third time, it's going to be a little bit less difficult. And when you will be sometime practicing this, then the anger is not going to show up as a first reaction because you have taught yourself you have take your mind to the to the gym and and learn something new yeah then that's the idea awareness is the key
0: Mm -hmm. you've mentioned um which is a a massive topic um a massive talking point this idea of um self-love and I guess uh, it's something that I've, I've learned over the course of my journey. I've learned, I've learned, I've obviously learned about love. Um, I guess how it kind of happened for me is that I, I was trying to understand this concept of love and unconditional love and loving everyone. And one day I just woke up, just before I woke up, and a beautiful song was playing in my head. And I could just see waves of energy, waves of light at the, at the top of the course. And I got up and I was kind of going about my day and all these songs related to love just started coming into my head. And I was saying, I don't even like that song. (laughs) I don't like that song but whatever, but it was like love is all around, love is in the air. All these songs related to love and I began to understand then, ah, nah, I get it. Yes, love is all around. Love is in the air. One of the lyrics was, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Like, absolutely right. I can feel love, but it's just everywhere. So that's just kind of how my own sort of understanding, and my own development of love came in. Then it was learning to to love the self, learning to to recognize that. Like was talking about this very recently that for a long while I could not look in the mirror. I could not look at myself. I didn't. I just couldn't face the person in the mirror. Not because of any particular reason. I just didn't like looking at myself. I guess I think, as I mentioned, there's the maybe the the fact that the eyes are the windows to the soul. So maybe there was something there. But one day I, I, I just kind of looked up in the mirror and just looked at myself and began to to realize, you know, like you're already perfect. And the guess the question here is that I suppose a lot of people don't do that because they 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 can't find self-love because they criticize themselves for all of the. Um, Parts of themselves that they don't want to be in public, you know, they, they think that they're not worthy of love because they think this way or they have these type of thoughts. But isn't it true that these thoughts and these these sort of um, parts that we want to keep it hidden are just as much a part of us as as the good parts and when we can learn to love that, then we can truly find self love.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing. I mean, you have said a lot of many valuable things and and I understand what you mean, like one day something clicks and suddenly you see yourself different. Then it's something that I cannot uh, give to anyone. It, it just happens. And I, I have seen wonderful transformation just in a one-day intensive worship that I teach and fall in love with yourself is called. But I I will say that people don't get it sometimes because... We don't give permission to ourselves to to love ourselves again. Remember everything that you have been receiving during all your life. And that's not an excuse. Le- later, I'll, I'll explain you why. But if I tell you today you are fat, you say, oh, OK, whatever you say, I don't care. It's your opinion. Tomorrow I say you are fat three times and day after five times, and the day after, and during the whole week, and I keep saying you 20 times that, there is a moment where if I'm still in your life and you haven't kicked my ass out of that, I'm going to plant the seed. Then many people have never received unconditional love because, unfortunately, we sometimes we don't have the parents that are able to love ourselves this way. They don't even know. They didn't receive unconditional love themselves. They did the best they could. Then we go to a job and it's the same thing. And we are here to learn this unconditional love for ourselves. Maybe our soul has in the agenda first item, like in capital letters, learn how to love yourself now. And we don't get it. And we we go through relationships and places and experiences that really demonstrate that we are not valuable, that we are not worthy, nobody appreciates us. And we cannot find this love. And we establish relationships where it just an exchange of love and need, I don't want to be alone, I want to be with someone. And that's the experience that I have. But doesn't mean that tomorrow something else can shift. Then people want to prove that they are valuable to start feeling valuable. And it's the opposite. When you feel your value, then it exists, then it's real, and then people can start recognizing it. You have to become love in order to manifest this love that you want in your life. And the culture, the society, the the rules of the world believe in say the opposite. They say the opposite. Do that, like be more attractive, dress this way, use this perfume, this makeup, this, that, that. And then everybody will like you. Unfortunately, no. Just love yourself and you will see that people want to hang out with you. You will see that people like you and they don't know why. But it feels good to be around you. There is a certain power of attraction, like feeling beautiful is the inside, is the more attractive things. It's 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 the sexiest thing you can do as a woman and as a man too, eh? but for yourself. Yeah. Awesome. It's easy to be around you. You're less into the drama. It's 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 less complicated to relate because you are more kind, more compassionate, more understanding. And, Again, you are human, and you get angry from time to time, of course, like everybody else. But you live in a different paradigm. When this love that you were saying, it's around, yeah, it's around, but I don't see it. Yeah, you don't see the air, but it's around also. Then it exists, and it's always available. But we make this identification that is wrong. Like, love equals relationship. No. Relationship is between two humans that are not perfect. Love is that divine thing that happens. And this is the reason why, why I work with the Akashic Records. And because when we tap into this field of information, who give us the information are these beings, we call them masters of the Akashic Records, it doesn't matter the name, but the important is that these beings are emissaries of the divine. They are pure and conditional love that see you through the eyes of love, that just want the best for you without judgment, they don't push you. They don't want to change you. They just give you whatever you need in order to you get the guidance and do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Then that's the kind of love that we aspire to. Maybe we don't know how or how I do that. But with practice, we can get there.
0: Beautiful. <clears throat> just before we move on to the cash records and some of the, the things that you offer, um, there was another thing that i was listening to you talk about and it's something once again that i can relate to because i um it came into my life and I, I got that um idea about it it was this idea of changing the radio station many people think that well i don't have love and i don't you know don't understand love there's no love in my life but love is all around it, all of the time it's we who forget it it's we who have tuned ourselves out, we're not in the right frequency, and all we need to do is change our thought patterns and let that love come in. It's like tuning into a radio station, changing a radio station, so if you turn the frequency to love, and think that, for me, it was this idea, of, well, if you can imagine that love is coming to you, it's on the way to you, um, and you're streaming love constantly, and it's a radio station that cannot be turned off, then your entire um existence will change and you will find then that you actually do have love and love is available at all times.
1: Yeah, but this love is not a concept. Is 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 a verb. It has to be demonstrated into action. Then when we say change the radio station, it has to be real. Then we all get distracted. I mean, we are busy, we are focusing on work, then we, we have to be there, and and then the kids, and then my suppose, whatever it is, and I have this problem, that problem, and then we think in the things that that really seem a priority, and we abandon what is most important, that it's this idea, wow, I'm grateful this morning when I open my eyes, I'm grateful because I'm alive, I'm grateful because I have a day in front of me, then how easy is just to forget these kind of things, and the same happens with love, and maybe if you just broke up with someone, it's not Best thing. I mean, you see a couple and you feel sad, and and that's normal because, yeah. I mean, you're licking your wound. Still, it's painful, and 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 maybe you have a void uh, because you miss that person. But when you are just waiting for for meeting with this special person for you, and we say change the radio station, then listen to love songs, watch romantic movies, put yourself in this state where. These serendipitous encounters between people, these romantic stories exist. They say, yeah, but it never happened to me before. Yeah, but they are possible. Connect with the idea that the unknown, this field of possibilities is in front of you and love is waiting for you there. Then the more you focus your energy on that, the more it grows, the more it's possible is the more it feels real why because it's like placing an order you're placing an order with uh, to the universe with these thoughts that you are having these thoughts trigger emotions in the body and the brain has thoughts the body has the the feelings the emotions and this is the way like you have a vibration around then it's important for the universe that, that we show coherence the way i think the way i feel The way I say, I mean, what I say, and the way I act is incoherence. And sometimes what I do, or what we do all together, I say one thing, I do another, and inside I feel in total conflict. Then, yeah, my mind says that, yeah, I want to become a speaker, but my body says that I'm afraid. And when I talk with someone say I want to do it, but I don't know how, and I think I'm not prepared, and uh, then I cancel the order, then we are in this turmoil constant. And this happens with love. Yeah, I want more love in my life, but I don't understand love and love is not available. And then... uh, when I see that it happens to others, then I feel resentment or I feel bad about myself because I don't have it. Then I try to manifest something in my life from a place of lack. I feel bad because I don't have that energy within me. Then I go out to find it. And that's not possible. It doesn't work this way. I have to find it first inside. And then it appears in my world. Suddenly shows up. I see the world with different eyes. The love is this thing that is not only out there, it's in here. It starts within you. It's who you are. But it starts within you because you have the capability to create it and to share it with others. And the more you share, you more see that you are the fountain. You are a source. And then the less you need the love from others, you still will receive it. And it will multiply but you don't come from a place I don't have it, please give it to me. I did that in my first marriage, like give it and give me more because I feel bad about myself. Give me a little bit more. Let's see if I can feel better. I feel bad because you do that. No, I feel bad because I'm accepting this coming from you and I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to set the boundaries. I feel that my value depends on your opinion, on your love. Then it's when we get the strength, love is so powerful. But it starts within you.
0: Beautiful. You've, I wanted to move on there slightly, but you, once again, listening, to you, you've given me yet another couple of questions that I, I want. to ask you about this. So I'm quite I have to ask. I have to ask. um This. Okay. Well, my first question then uh, relates to forgiveness, love, and forgiveness. Um, we were talking a bit about that earlier you know you mentioned there about a breakup and stuff like that especially if it's a painful breakup and um, i want to ask you about the concept of forgiveness obviously it's very important but once you have this idea of love of self-love of unconditional love in your life how easy then would you say does it become to to learn the art of forgiveness to offer forgiveness for someone who is potentially hurt you?
1: Usually, we have learned that we should forgive because we have to offer forgiveness to the other person. Usually nobody talks about forgiving yourself. And it's the most complicated part because we are out of practice. I mean, we don't know how. Right? Me? What? And many of the things that happen to us are a problem because we feel we have something to do related with that and that we are guilty somewhere somewhat. As I was saying before, like maybe I stay in this relationship for such a long time and I hurt myself and and I shouldn't. Then it's not forgiving my partner. It's forgiving myself for what I thought that it was a mistake or I didn't do right or I could have done, could have been a better wife and maybe this didn't happen then because then We kind of romance with the past constantly. We go there and try to change it, and that's not possible. The past is past, and it's your story, but it has to remain in the past. And when we bring it to the present, it becomes a a burden. And, And that's why it's important to learn how to forgive, but not because we are good people or because we have been learning in whatever religion you have, that we should forgive others. It's an act of self-love to forgive. And let me say why. Because we don't forgive in order to make these events disappear. I told you very clearly, you are not going to be able to change the past. The past is there, the event happened, and it's okay. But it's just past. We don't live in the past, we live in the present, in the now, here. Then. When I'm able to forgive, what I achieve is freedom from that past. I'm able to disconnect energetically, I put these events in the past where they belong, and I'm able to come back to the present and live as I am right now. Not with the baggage that I carry from the past. I put it aside because it's where it belongs. And When I am able to disconnect from this experience, from this relationship, from this person, from this event, doesn't matter what it is, and I declare myself free, I can live again. Some people get stuck in a certain moment in time just for that, because we don't know how to move forward. And we kind of feel that there has to be a matter of two people. Like, forgiving is like, yeah, if the other person, I did something very wrong. Like I cheated on the other person, and if the other person don't forgive me, there is nothing I can do. No, nope. you don't need the other 50%. You have to forgive yourself for what you did, independently of what the other person does or doesn't. You don't control the other 50%. You can you can try to repair if you want. You can express your feelings, your, your, your need to different what you have learned, what you don't want to do again. Then you learn from those things. But you don't need to go. And, and explain it to the other person. You may not even have the opportunity because there are people that are in these circumstances with others that have passed away, And write a letter. I can, I can tell you for sure that energetically that being will receive your letter. The only thing you need to forgive is your conscious decision to do it. I said, but forgiving what it is, let it go. Let it be passed, don't bring it constantly and there are many different ways and techniques you can use uh, we have in the kashi records a prayer to forgive to release the hoponopono there are many books written about that but but again the only thing you need is you you and the decision to do it and for a lot of people it's difficult because they think if i forgive i'm gonna say it was okay i'm gonna accept that you you did that to me and I'm still angry with you and I have to accept that this happened and I will never, that's unacceptable. No, that's not the problem. Who's suffering is you, not the other person that did that to you. Then we are not trying to say it, it wasn't bad. We are not trying to say that it, it was unacceptable, that you should condemn that act or whatever it happens. No, no, it's okay. It's to release all the feelings around that that doesn't allow you to live your life now. You you have to give this to yourself. You deserve your unforgiveness.
0: That, um, that that's absolutely fantastic. a beautiful explanation. But unfortunately, it's made me forgot my other question that I wanted to ask you. But it's okay, because now I have another one. Now this is a problem listening to, to you and talking to you. Because I have so many questions buzzing around in my mind, and um, just you were talking about we need to let go of the past. And you're absolutely right. I want to know what your your kind of thoughts are about. Not only are people stuck in the past, but a lot of people um, are stuck in the future too. They're constantly looking to the future. Things will be better. Wait until this time passes, and they're missing out in this present. They're missing out on living presently, and. My own experience of trying to live presently is when that is when we get that, um, that idea of love, that, that great, fantastic uh, concept of love. So could you talk a bit about that?
1: Yeah, I think that you have to visit the future. You have to create a future that is for sure better. The problem with the future is when, when you're able to connect with a world of uncertainty where it's the world where we live, all of us right now. And see it as a world of possibilities and not full of obstacles. When you translate this idea of the unknown by if nothing is in place, there is an opportunity to create something new. And again, you don't go to this state of fear where I'm not going to be capable, what is going to happen, and you start suffering previously, then if you visit the future with the fear, as you were describing before, it's better to take the fear with the hand and what is the worst thing that can happen to me and be courageous. But when you create the future, when you just go and take a little trip there, You have to put everything you can connect with in there. And one thing is dreaming, and another thing is creating and manifesting the life you want, the life you want to see. And the problem that we have is that when we try to create the life or or manifest something, let's suppose that I say, yeah, I'm going to live in a mansion. And I imagine myself there, and I even go and see mansions and all of this. But this powerful part of me that we haven't talked today so much about it, that is called unconscious and have every struggle that I have had to pay the rent stored in there and all my ideas about how difficult it is to pay the rent and, and how I have a struggle to just move from sharing an apartment with others to have my own one-bedroom apartment right now and all the ideas about how how only successful and very rich people live in mansions. When I visualize, this voice of my unconscious is going to come and say, ha, Judy, you want to live in a mansion? Yeah, sure. Really? You? You? You that cannot even pay the rent? Nah, come on. But who do you think you are? That's for rich people. Then all is lost. Then instead of going to manifest just the mansion, we have to go step by step to really feel what, does, what is my idea about what I can afford, how I raise my limits, how I allow myself to be happier, to be more abundant, to be richer, if you want, in all senses, how, how I do that. That when I really want to visit this new future where I wanna live, I believe in myself and I don't have this inner conflict where I want, but I feel I don't have, that I feel I don't deserve, but I feel that it will be so difficult to achieve that. But I still want to ask for it because I feel that's my right. But I really know that I don't deserve it that because I'm not working hard enough. Do you see how, then where is my energy going? Not to manifest and to connect with that, not to embody that energy that allows me to really receive if not a mansion like a bigger place a two-bedroom instead of a one-bedroom or a or a three or a with a better view with uh, more space more luxurious whatever it is you want but the inner conflict is what makes us suffering not to have not not to have the apartment that we want is the conflict that we create because i should i should i should be in a different position right now and how is possible that at my age and all of this mental constructs that we keep going then where is going my energy to a place where i feel i'm in lack of the thing i want it's love it's department or it's the money or the abundance again there is a need to turn inside with kindness and and lots of understanding and compassion and to observe yourself and your life and see what do i decide to shift to change and to learn how to connect with those things that I want, and to embody them, in order that that really I can magnetize them into my life. But that requires daily decisions about being happier because I choose to, being more loving because I choose to, and shifting my energy in different ways. There are many different ways of doing that.
0: Brilliant! Absolutely fantastic um, answer. Um, I think we'd like to move on then just to um, the Akashic records and some of the things that you do with clients. Um, so it's not something that I've talked about on my own podcasts. Um, so anyone who, who kind of follows me or listens to me will probably be unaware of the Akashic records. So could you just explain exactly what the Akashic records are you know, what they do, how they involve us, and what part they play in our lives.
1: Yeah, with pleasure. Know that everything about you is recorded. Every every feeling, every experience, every thought, everything exists, it's energy, and it's been recorded. Like not like this podcast exactly the same. And we can have access to this field of information. It's available to all of us everything has a record not only people like a business has a record a house has a record my cat has a record then we can tap into this field of information to receive guidance to receive healing to know more about who we are there are Different ways of working with the Akashic Records you can learn on your own. Uh, I teach classes to people in a weekend, you can learn how to open this, how to connect with this field of information called the Akashic Records. And you will have access to this information. You can ask questions and you will receive answers. This is through this process of asking questions that it's easier for us to, to really connect. But questions is anything you wanna know about your present lifetime the potential development of your soul, considering that you have free will to change it, and other incarnations, other past lives, about people related to you, your children, your spouse, uh, colleagues, your business. You can ask anything. Not only this is for spiritual matters, like tell me the purpose of my soul and how I can become uh, more loving to myself. It's for mundane things also how I how I improve the sales of my business <laughs> what can I do to have more followers uh, in, in my podcast uh, what can I do in anything in any in any area of my life or you can have a consultation with the Nakashik records consultant and the session, it's based on the questions that the client has. Like if you, for example, are going to do a session with me, then you will prepare a list of around 10 questions that in one hour we will have time to kind of discuss. It's like the conversation we are having right now. The only thing that there, I'm, I'm an intermediate person. I'm not elaborating anything. I'm just receiving the information. Like if I listen to the radio or if it's an image, then I receive an image that I have to explain to the person. But as a consultant, my role there is not to interpret anything that I receive, just to give it to the person. Then I translate the questions and I give the answers to the to the client. And it's very interesting because it's a sort of a guidance, even though it may seem similar to an intuitive reading, it, it's not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That information comes from a different place. But... These beings that I mentioned before, like lords or, or masters of the Akashic Records, whatever name you want to give, are really pure and love, means that they meet you exactly where you are. They don't say, oh, only if you do this, then you're going to become a better person. No, they are really exactly where you need to be. They only answer to what you are ready to receive. It's a very safe session because... If you're not open to the answer, they're not going to give it to you. <laughs> they will give you something else to prepare, maybe. Then the answers are very concrete. Don't tell me like, uh, don't imagine that it's like talking about something in general. No, no, no. You receive concrete answers to your questions. But the most important for the session to work is your that your heart is open to receive, that you really want the guidance, the help, that you really are, are open to receive that because it matters to you. Then I tell the people when you prepare the list, don't think too much about right or wrong questions. Just think about what is important for you. Where do you feel step? What do you need help? Or do you feel like if you resolve that, your, li- your life is going to be transformed? Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, it, it absolutely does. I'm just just thinking in my mind because I, I know you've talked about this before on some of your interviews that it's it's not a psychic reading. I have done psychic readings I've, I've done mediumship so I've done that type of work and my understanding of psychic readings is that you're pulling the information from the person's org field but you're accessing something completely different and it's uh, you it's not someone um or you're not someone what you're able to do is not I haven't met someone like you you know who who's able to do that so I'm um, Kind of wondering how on earth did you learn this or where did you go? Was it something that happened intuitively or
1: no, 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 it's not like if I have been trained. Well, I think I did it in many past lives before, this mm-hmm. one, because it felt very natural since the class of level one that I that I touched uh, when I touched with this concept. But uh, it was curious because I had to wait. I it was divinely inspired. One day I was watching TV, I was I was in Spain, not even in the US. And uh, I was changing channels and there was a, a documentary about Edgar Casey. that oh, it's okay. from a totally different lineage, but I didn't know about uh, this person that really could uh, connect and tap into the Akashic Records, he didn't have any training, was a very humble and normal person. And uh, and then when I when I uh, look into that, the the people that were going to Spain, they come from Latin America from time to time to teach classes. And I never was I never had the opportunity. And then until I moved to the US and I moved to first New York, there was no real teacher in New York. Now we teach classes online. But at that moment, everything was in person. And it was until I moved to Florida, where I live right now, that I found my teachers. And I have been trained by Arki, Akashic Records Consultants International. They have a website; you can go there and see what is the training, what it's about. And they certified consultants. They 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 kind of try that the the work is done in integrity and in purity, and and in, it's, it's a sacred sacred uh, work, you no? Know, that that we understand the importance those that that hold this space for others then then again i had to wait and then i did the classes uh, there are four levels the level one to learn how to open your own records the level two you learn how to open the records of other people or anything else again as i said you can open the records of your business or of a meeting or i can open the records of this podcast this recording then in the level three we talk about Uh, past life and ancestral uh, things that we carry and and how we create through the records and level four is more integration and how to help you like that this is a style of life and not just a tool and i thought that i will stop there and uh, suddenly people were coming to to have consultations i didn't advertise that as as much as i mean I, I don't have ads about that. I, I advertise my other techniques and tools like coaching, but people were coming for that. And it was very funny because people never have seen in my in my website that I help uh, them to love themselves. And the problem of the whole consultation was about self-love and, and how the universe kind of put you in, in touch with the people that really you can assist and, and how it's divinely uh the connection is divinely uh, made, you no. Know? Then again, it's not a gift. I have been trained. And then I thought I I want classes because I have many programs, fall in love with yourself, fall in love with your body, how to find your soulmate. And I also teach people about dream interpretation and have retreats and my private session. It's too much. I cannot just teach four classes of the Akashic because I mean, imagine, I mean, in two languages. I, I, I work both in Spanish and English. Then, wow, my calendar is just crazy. And uh, it was very funny because I wanted to do the other training that I have in my, in my certifications, uh, become certified as happiness trainer. And it was at the same time that the certification to become an Akashic records consult, uh, teacher, sorry. And I asked the universe before going to bed, like, if you want me to become a teacher of the Akashic records, give me a sign, a clear sign, because I want to do the other thing. I want to teach. And the next morning I opened my email and I saw. Uh, like one line email, just one line. I said, do you teach classes of the Kashyyyk Records? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Okay, that day I had the meeting with the managers of Arki to decide if I was enrolling in the training program to become a teacher. And say, okay, I'm going to do it. Don't worry, right, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. I now I teach classes in both languages for levels. And uh, I also then did the other certification to become a happiness trainer. And everything is okay. I love to learn. Then it's not a problem. But it's a very, very good tool to have in your toolbox uh, to find your inner guidance. Like we struggle with many things. And what we do in the in the past when I had a problem, you call a loved one or a friend. I have this problem. I don't know what to do. Like this happened to me. I'm very upset because we don't know where to put it. And then one way is to express it to someone else, to share it, and it seems that it's less important when you hang up the phone or after the coffee with someone. Now I open the Caching Records. I had this argument with someone, how do I handle the situation? And they guide me through the process, they help me to release. We have tools in a session to release, to forgive, to release anything that we carry at an emotional level, even at cellular level, uh, that we carry from our ancestors, uh, release patterns of thought or behavior, Then. It's not only about the information that I receive from them, it's that they help me to move forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they, then- they help then your sorry, they help your clients then to move forward to release long held traumas, ancestral, yeah. you know, traumas and stuff like that. And then that obviously then feeds into your idea of unconditional love. When we release these things that are holding us back, then we can start to let love into our lives.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you are more you. Only you, this is what you have to be, just you, nothing else. And then I I use uh, a lot of times this, this image because I think it helps people to understand. It's like you are born with an empty suitcase that you carry all the time during your life and you keep putting things in there until there is a moment that it's so heavy that you cannot carry it anymore. Then it's called a crisis sometimes or We just have to sit and say wow i cannot do it anymore and then that's the perfect moment the only moment we find to open the suitcase and say okay what is inside this 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 i need to forgive it this this is to forgive and this 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 is on mine this is something that my parents said all my life to me that i have to but i don't think this way anymore i can release it and this is this is an influence from someone this is what what the news are saying, and I don't want this in my life. I can release this influence. And this, this is not even from my parents. This is something I inherited from my ancestors. And then the luggage, you can pick it up again and continue moving. Mm-hmm. But we are not taught. In the school, it's a pity, but we don't learn what to do, where to put these emotions we don't want to feel, how to solve these traumas. And some people are are. I'm lucky that they they found people in their lives that help or professionals or they go to therapy. Or I know many people that have gone through therapy and never solve the problems. Mm -hmm. There is even a a person that I admire. I I like her. She also works in in the field of self-love called Margaret Paul. And if you listen to one of her interviews, you say, I went therapy for years, 10, 15 years. None of the therapists told me about you are allowed to love yourself. She created her own method, and uh, it's a very interesting uh, way of working with, uh, uh, like knowing exactly what happens inside of you and love yourself. But it's very funny how we don't even know, we don't have the tools to love ourselves. We don't know how, a lot of people say, yeah, I want to love myself more, but how? Others say, I love myself so much, I don't have any problem until we dive a little bit deeper and then they say wow i really I'm, a, I'm i'm an enemy i thought that i had a good relationship with myself and i was kind of happy go lucky but not not really
0: yeah absolutely absolutely true there you know so many people well um i have nothing wrong with me i'm fine i'm happy in my life until you start to maybe Dig a bit deeper. And again, it's not about finding problems. Oh, you definitely have a problem. It's getting people into a deeper connection with themselves. Um, but obviously, these are the things that, that you do. You know, People will, will go to you and you offer that type of coaching for people to help them understand more about themselves and more about love through, through courses and through workshops um, through your coaching with uh, caching records readings, and then obviously, then people can then go on to to develop this self love through through your through your programs. There's there's so much more I could talk about the Akashic records. It really is. I could go off on twenty different tangents here with all of your with all of your 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 responses to my questions. We really could, but um, I realize we're kind of limited for time, and we'll maybe look at that some other time. But I just want to ask a bit more about some of the other things you do, because I guess they're all kind of tied in. You do past life regression therapy, is that
1: correct? Yeah, let's do a part two of the podcast another time. Um, Yeah, I do past life regression therapy because I believe that many of the things that get us stuck in this lifetime have connections in other lifetimes. And I have seen that in many regressions, but also through the Akashic Records when people ask concrete questions about their past. Like, why do I have this problem? And they say, yeah, because in this lifetime and that lifetime and that lifetime, you learn not to trust people or you learn that love was sacrificed or you learn then again, there is a story. And for a lot of people, even if they don't believe in past lives, past life regression therapy works because it doesn't matter uh if you really believe you are having experience experience that by getting back to that memory that maybe is a story in your unconscious or maybe some people say oh i'm making this up okay whatever you think is fine for me uh the energy is released, you get unstuck and that's the important it's very good the past life regression to release phobias uh, a lot of people have uh, problems when they drive a certain like. Uh, near to a precipice or uh, they are afraid of the water or, or dogs and never had happened anything in this lifetime to them and this is because they had an accident or they die or someone they love die in those circumstances it's very good to find out root causes of depression like this deep sadness that doesn't seem to come from any like right, logical reason like that you are having for anxiety for Uh, inexplicable pains sometimes Uh, relationships things that we don't know that happened to us but they are in this programming that we have about love and relationships and we keep getting like repeating the same story again and again until we realize the difference between an akashic records consultation and a past life regression is that in a past life regression, you will experience, I, I will guide you through the process, but you in first person will experience it. You will know, I will help you to go from point A to point B and then help you integrate this that makes sense now in the context of your life. It's not just about traveling in time. And, and sometimes it, it's it's worth it even when you don't see many many things as the experience. In an Akashic Records consultation, you may feel that the information resonates with you, but uh, it's the consultant who is receiving the information and giving it to you, then you have to trust this person. And it's a different kind of receiving the information. Both are valuable, but that's a little bit different. But the Akashic Records are more specific. If you have to find out something about past lives, it's better that you ask in an Akashic Records consultation because then conscious is capricious. And you may do three past life regression and and be guided to different parts of the information that is a stored because it's, it's like in dreams. It's the unconscious making like sending the information to the conscious, you have to pay attention to this. This is important right now. That's the reason why we have dreams sometimes no? because yeah. there are messages we need to receive.
0: Yeah. Once again, there's more questions that I'd love to ask on
1: past like Yeah, I can talk for a week.
0: Um, so yeah. What I
1: do in, in retreats uh, before COVID and we had this opportunity of being together for a week and all of these important conversations. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's called loving your way to happiness. And everything we're talking is is like these baby steps. You no, know? how how yeah. do I arrive there? And I'm happy to be able to share
0: yeah. everything be- I learned.
1: That, yeah. That's it, I'm not the special than you that uh, that you are listening or watching this, uh, not even wiser. you can do the same, just yeah. a little bit like advanced that's yeah.
0: it, yeah, a little bit further on in your journey, as I said, there's so many yeah. concepts and so many ideas and so many different things that I want to run by you, but obviously, we don't have the time. We will be here all night um just kind of finally, I know one of the other things you do is dream interpretation, and I know people are fascinated with dreams and Once again, it's a massive, massive topic. All of the different types of dreams that we have, you know, conscious dreams, unconscious dreams, you know, messages being relayed to us by various beings, you know, potentially things that are are could happen in the future. How that relates to the akashic records, but just give us a little flavor of um, what what you would do. I don't do do
1: many many sessions of dream interpretation. What happens is that people bring it to a coaching session, and we work in the dream. Or a lot of people ask about the dream in an Akashic Records consultation and they receive the meaning of the dream without not going through the whole process. People think like uh, a dream interpretation is like, I give you the dream and you tell me the interpretation. That's not how it works. It's like, I help you, I coach you through the process for you to figure out from the 1000 expo- potential explanations of what your dream is about, what is the right one for you as a dreamer? What, what really clicks? on that but it's a very interesting uh way also of knowing yourself and your state of being and receiving messages then i invite all of all of you to go to my website and and do this uh it's a it's a very short class two hours and a half it's a seminar where we dive into what you were saying what are the different kind of extraordinary dreams why we dream uh what is the process to incubate dreams and then I guide people through an experiential practice called active dreaming. This is a term by uh, by a very special teacher. For me, the best uh, teacher alive in terms of dreams, Robert Moss. And uh, it's like, like a guided meditation visualization. But we do it first by uh, using the drums to go in a state of deep, deep relaxation where you have access to Uh, a lot more information. And we visit places that are created by the imagination of the dreamers. Such a special, special uh, opportunity. But again, I create classes or workshops. uh, When people ask for them, then if you go into my website, Judith Costa, I'm sure that it will be there in the the information about uh, the podcast. Uh, Go into the Learn With Me, dream classes and send me an email and say i want to do this and and i'll create it for you i work yeah. on the man uh, mostly all the time because i was saying it's very complicated between so many programs and different languages that if you are ready for any of the classes the worships on self love the akashic breakfast classes write to me let's be in touch subscribe allow me to to give you information and and read the blog where I share all of these ideas with you. Then I, I would love to know more about you if if you are interested in what I have to share. Connect with me. Be there.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I am I'm super excited and really interested in everything. I can honestly see the value of everything that you do. And it really is absolutely fantastic, the amount of services that, that you offer. Um, I think... Most of the things that you've talked about, if not at all, most people will have an interest or should have an interest in and improving their lives, especially the massive um, thing that you talked about there where so many people do not get satisfaction, do not get the answers that they want by going down the route of conventional therapy and conventional psychology not that there's anything wrong with that but no it's that,
1: not about criticizing yeah. any professional there are great professionals there yeah. that that allow people to transform their lives eh? like don't misunderstand yeah. me nothing no. is better than any other thing you have to find your path
0: exactly that's I guess that's just what I'm trying to say for all those people who have been three years of therapy and still feel that they have not moved on they're looking for something deeper in their lives. And it's, it's through courses and workshops and coaching that, that you offer that people can actually begin to realize what it is that they're missing. Where else can people find you, Judith? I will be including all these in the in the blurb, if you like. But where else can people find your work? I know there was a few things that I've seen in you and YouTube and stuff. But have you any other social media sites?
1: Yeah. I'm in every social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere. And uh, I promise to be more in YouTube from now on. And they can, if they subscribe, they will receive uh, the blogs and the gift letters that I write. And uh, the easiest way to connect with me is going through their website, judithemcosta.com. There is a contact form there. And ask, ask whatever you need, and I'll, I'll be there for you. It will be a pleasure to serve you.
0: Brilliant. Thank if you, if you so much. Subscribe,
1: for that. Yeah. yeah. There are always uh, free things. Then go there, get the meditation that is in there, and um, start practicing things. There's free right. stuff.
0: Thank you so much. Is there one key concept? Is there one sort of um, piece of sage advice that you've you've been able to encapsulate in all of the the, the roles and all of the things that you've learned that you can offer people? today to, to go out and just start doing right away as soon as they, they, they leave this broadcast?
1: Yeah, I will say, I always talk to me and I learn a lot in, 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 in sessions with other people, then I will say pause for a moment and look at yourself and your life with a sense of appreciation, start building that don't judge yourself and look at you not as something that needs improvement or that things you need to fix or to solve. Just breathe and think, then, what if it's just being you will be enough? What would happen if just your existence is enough and you can release the pressure that you put on top of yourself? And just by releasing the pressure, you can be a little bit happier today. Just do it for today. And if it works, do it tomorrow too
0: absolutely amazing thank you so so much for that and for anybody who's watching this live for anyone who's going to watch it when i eventually put it back out um when i when i sort of clean it up but you've just had a master class in the concept of love and self-love and an in-depth discussion and an awareness of the akashic records and all of the other beautiful things that that judas does i really do hope that people do avail of your services they, they really are so so important and I just want to thank you so so much Judith from the bottom of my heart and, and just express the love that I have for you in my heart and hope that you take it away thank you so much for your patience oh, thank you for your understanding for your dedication and for putting up with my idiosyncrasies and demanding questions I'm sure I'll have you on again because I've so many other questions that I that I have for you but until then it's as I said it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you on thank you so thank much.
1: you again pleasure is mine I receive your love and I I'm very grateful thank you for the opportunity for the time that you have over me and again let's do a part two <laughs> where you want
0: thank you bye
1: bye lots of love to everyone